0: Shot Caller Boys, back with you again. This time, we are bringing you The List.
1: Do you know what happens, what when, happens? You, when you when you talk about the Chicago Bulls? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you know what happens? <laughs>
2: That's why we got to carve out time to let you go last. <laughs> I don't have a pen
1: to click. Damn it. All right, I was told I can only make so many Chris Jericho references. You say? <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> so
0: welcome, you guys. Uh, this is The List brought to you by shot callers at 48 minutes network um i'm gonna remind you like i do before every show five star reviews um you guys we need them we love them Uh, we appreciate them we love your feedback get on twitter get on instagram we're at 48 minutes ntwrk if you hit us up we want to hear about what you guys think about this new show the list um and we're going to put this out here this will be. Um, something fun that we're going to do and get together Uh, we're going to discuss different teams maybe different errors just different kinds of basketball and make a list of them Um, I know one that I want to do top 10 WNBA players of all time Um, we're going to do teams you just broke that just now you didn't tell us that yet breaking news yeah you like that I do like that breaking news so uh, we're gonna try to put some lists together. Uh, do this show. It's a fun show. A lot of fun with it. Um, the first one we're gonna start off with this week. We have three resident Bulls uh, aficionados, and two of us are fans, sitting here right now, and two are sitting <laughs> so here about now. To get this party started. Um, the one to my left, my brother, my ace, my co-host, Joshua Odellis, Forellis, O'Friciously, Montellis. Montavious, Spontellus, Odellus, Hayes. How's everybody doing You got two Odelluses. So,
2: so, um, what we're going to do here is um, we're going to try to knock out all 30 teams, and uh, we are going to do the top 10 players that we feel were from each franchise. So, obviously, this is going to vary for different reasons. Uh, Some are going to be biased picks. Some are going to be picks that – you know, we think that uh, we grew up with with our childhood. Some are just going to be our favorite players from errors that we got to watch play. So these are just fun lists that we want to do. We want you guys to kind of get a feel for who we are and why we love the game of basketball so much. Um, and we decided to start with the Bulls because of the fact that myself and producer Tim are sitting here. Um, And we outnumber Ben, who's a Pacers fan. (laughs) So, um, he doesn't get to go right now. No. So, we wanted to start out with the Bulls, you know, and kind of get that out of the way because I feel like there's going to be some tons of debate here with both of us sitting here. Yeah. Growing up Bulls fans, um, having some different outlooks on that team itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we uh, will ultimately pick through every single team, and we would definitely like to hear your guys' thoughts. Or maybe you guys can – tweet or write in and chime in on who you think your top 10 is from each team as well too. So
3: yeah,
0: it'll um, be
2: a fun show. Um,
0: we're excited about it. Um, I'm really excited to see what two Bulls fans mm-hmm. think. Well, I think I know who their top three are, but the here four through 10, I want to see how they put them in, in responses as far as they both have watched a lot of Bulls basketball. They both know the history and the culture of the Bulls basketball. So to see their disparities in the list will be pretty cool.
1: This was hard, man, because. Um,
0: I think all these teams are going to be hard. So, like,
1: that Baby's Bull era is one of my favorite eras of Chicago Bulls basketball, that Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich era. Yeah. I didn't have a single one of them on my list, but I wanted to. Me either. You know, I love that team. That team was awesome. I Me mean. Either. Even that, like, Rose Butler-Corver team, that was hard to figure out, the guys from that team. Hey, and man,
2: y'all know Kyle Corver's still playing in the league, like, 26 years in. He's but the he's just... only <laughs> other guy
1: left from the Oath. Well, now that Melo's back in the league, there are three guys from the O3 draft in the yep, NBA those right now. Those two and... And, and Bron. And Bron. Yeah.
2: All right, you want to get started? Let's do this. Okay, so, I'm going to start off top 10 oh, Bulls excited. list of all time. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to give some small feedback about each player and then uh, I'm sure you're going to hear some oohs and ahs from all of us as we're talking. So here we go. First off, let's start off with a bang. I'm going to go honorary mention.
0: Oh, oh, oh. oh we're going. We got an honorable mention. Oh, so
1: God. not top okay. ten. Oh, okay. God, then that's going to make a whole lot longer of an episode Not for top me. ten. Okay.
2: Honorary mention, Horace Grant.
1: Oh.
2: Not in my top ten.
1: Oh. Oh, we're starting high. Now, everybody
2: hot. knows that Horace Grant was – was on the start of where the Bulls um, became a glorified NBA powerhouse. Um, You know, it was him, Jordan, Pippen, you know, Paxson, B.J. Armstrong, you know, Cartwright. Those guys were the ones that got this thing started off with Purdue and, you know, all those guys. Um, But... The reason I don't have him on this list is uh, he he was never really the the guy on the team. He was always like third and fourth fiddle, um, and he was a very good complementary role player. Spent some very 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 good seasons with the Bulls, but he was a guy that once he left the Bulls, like he was kind of irrelevant after that point.
1: Timeout. Um, you're gonna say he was relevant in Orlando when he helped that team not only beat Michael Jordan's Bulls but go to the finals. Uh, we don't
2: talk. We we don't talk about that year, man. <laughs> I, they, I, they beat a they beat a they beat a soulless Jordan team. He
1: also was a part of that Laker team that won a no one.
2: He was, but he, what did he really do? He was
1: a starting power forward.
2: He, like I said, if he so he, he was made. He was made off the coattails of one Michael Jordan. So. Here's where the list gets good. Number ten, I am going to go Norm Van Leer. Okay. Solid. Um, he was a eight time all NBA defensive specialist. Um, and he was on a team with another one of the guys that I'm gonna have higher up on my list. Um, averaged twelve and six, you know, for his career with the Bulls. But I think on the defensive side of the ball is where he made his mark. Um, I got to go back and watch some highlights of him. Never really got to see him play, obviously, in person. But um, I'm sure most true Bull fans will know who Norm Van Leer is and know Absolutely. that he's an all-time great. I said that was number 10, right? Number nine, Jimmy Butler. Nice. Jimmy was only there six seasons, uh, but I believe that he was an overachiever. Very much. Um, he won a Most Improved Player of the Year award.
1: Started and, an All Star um, game. He
2: he was a he he's been a multiple time All Star up to this point, and I still think that for some reason he still correlates and has relevance with the Bulls, even though he doesn't play for him anymore. As, as weird as that sounds, that was three teams
1: ago, and we still think of him yeah, as like we still
2: think of him as a bull. My
1: Butler Bulls jersey is still in my closet.
2: All right, number eight Joaquim Noah. Now, Noah, again, you don't think of the glitz and the glamour with Joaquim Noah, mm-hmm. uh, but Noah was on a team with another guy that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, if I don't recall, he is the two-time defensive player of the year, or one time. I think he might have finished second once. Yeah.
1: He um, also the year he won defensive player of the year was top was number four. Yes, MVP he finished
2: voting. he finished top five in the MVP voting. And if you guys never watched him play, I mean, you want to talk about a big man that could literally do everything. I mean, from triple doubles to changing the game on the dime defensively, um, his hustle and his intensity. Uh, he was just a his very, in press very smart. He was a very smart basketball player, and don't get me started on those teams that he played with at the University of Florida. That I was say, championships. besides like
1: Michael Jordan, he might be the most decorated college player to ever play for the Bulls.
2: He definitely uh, had a, a great college career. Ben Gordon too, but he he did he he changed the landscape of some of those two. I know he played with, with, with Tibbs as his coach. Tibbs was very defensive minded, but like he was the anchor of that defense. And I think people looked at him, hair all out of place, ponytail coming out. He didn't, even, he didn't look like a basketball player, but not once not you got long. him on the court, he was definitely good to go. So Joe Noah, I put him at what? Number seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Number six. I, I, I went back and forth here. Um, I'm going to go Bob Love. Okay. Again, uh, both sides of the floor, very good basketball player. Um, Jersey was retired in the Rafters, so the he's got to be on this list. Yeah, one of the four. Um, we'll talk about the other three in a minute.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, almost averaged 20 points a game and six rebounds a game with Chicago. I think those stats kind of speak for itself. Um, I think he was a three or four time all-star Again, a little bit before my time But uh, I got to watch some tape of him Pretty solid basketball player Next on my list What number we at? It's your list I know We're at five (laughs) five. (laughs) Dennis Rodman Think, and we we talked about this earlier.
1: I think I have him at five on my list too. Actually, really, yeah. Funny enough,
2: It's um, funny he's five on my list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that fifteen point three rebounds a game, man. Can't get, can't take, can't hate on it.
2: Um, yeah, Dennis Rodman. What do you say about a guy who is considered to be washed up? You know, nobody wanted him. Um, we all know who he was when he played for Detroit um Couldn't arguably, fit in San Antonio. Yes, you could arguably say when he was in Detroit that you could put him down as the greatest defensive player to ever play basketball at his position. Um man was he a trash talker that could get in the head. He was a very diabolical psychological uh, war he, he was he was the epitome of a guy you did not want to guard you on defense. I mean, he took I watched him take Shaq out of a basketball game. I mean, Shaq outweighed this dude by almost 100 pounds probably. Like, I, I just to, – to see that happen is crazy to me. Uh, and then when he got to the Bulls, I really think what happened, honestly, is he had so much respect for Michael Jordan because of what he watched Jordan do against them, against the Pistons, that he had no choice but to be like, hey, man, I respect you.
1: Yeah, because Scotty didn't want him.
2: I'm going to do whatever yeah, it, it is it's... you need me to do for us to win. And he literally played his role to a T. I mean – he couldn't have been a better role player for. All he had to do was play defense and get rebounds and that's all he did. Yeah. That's all he did. I mean, he was getting 20, 25 rebounds a game. Um there were games where he was like, you look at his stat line, it was no points, 15 rebounds, 2 points, 17 rebounds, and that was winning games for them. So, um I definitely think that Dennis Rodman you know coming in his three championships and his three years with the Bulls speaks for itself and I, I I know he didn't have as many years with the Bulls as some of these other players but I think his impact in the short time that he was there is kind of why he's so far up on my list he was a
1: defensive anchor of a three-peat yes he was. I mean that's yep, that one right there
2: um, number four I have a tie so, I guess my list really has 12 players on it. Let's see. <laughs> you say? Did you forget the rules? <laughs> um, at number four, I have I tie Jerry mine. Sloan and Artis Gilmore as the tie. Okay. I think both are uh, where they are because of kind of the impact um, of where they're at. Uh, Jerry Sloan, first of all, uh, we all know him for the coach of the Utah Jazz. Um You know, a lot of people, and even myself, like I've done a lot of research, everybody looks at him as being the original Chicago Bull. Uh, His number was the first one to get retired into the rafters. Um, He, like I said, has made his name as a coach. But, you know, I think his place in Bulls history is definitely um, important to that franchise. And then Artis Gilmore who maybe if it wasn't for Scottie Pippen might have been the most talented bull minus the guy that I might have at number
3: one.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, Ben Gordon? Elton Brand? (laughs) Andres Nocioni? Artis Gilmore. uh, You know, he played for the Bulls twice. Yep. Um, Shot over 60% from the field. Six time all star, uh, played on both sides of the floor, and obviously is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, his, his actually, his resume kind of speaks for itself. Um, I don't think a lot of the younger kids around put in the Raptors like, know who.
1: Put in the Raptors.
2: Um, Gilmore is. Um, he's jersey number two in the Raptors, and we're going to talk about the other two here in a second.
1: No, his jersey's not in the Raptors. It's, it's not? not? No. What? No, it's Bob Love, Jerry Sloan. It's Jane Love, and yeah.
2: Love. Gilmore. Oh man, we need to go talk to the Bulls, man. This guy's jersey needs to be in the
0: Raptors. dude. Yes,
2: it's a, it's really kind of a shame. It's, it's not crazy. A, it's kind of a shame. It's crazy. Yeah, why is that not happening? Let's let's start a petition to get that in there. I mean, I'm in. In all honesty, his his resume speaks better than Jerry Sloan's. Yeah, who's who's is, is already up there.
1: Agreed. I totally agree.
2: Um, so yeah, those two guys are I think important Bulls in the history of the franchise. Um, and then we're gonna talk about the top three. Uh, I'm pretty sure, based off of everybody I've named up to this point, the top three are gonna go as followed: number three, Derek Rose. He didn't make my list. Gosh, I wish this Just guy. I I, I I really. He almost wished, didn't make mine. I really wish that this guy would have not got hurt. Um. And I'm going to only put him on the list this high because of what he brought to the table while he was in Chicago and how he took a franchise that was dead after the next two left. After the lottery picks for him
1: to be won. I mean.
2: <laughs> and brought And brought that town back to prominence. And I really thought they had the roster to win a championship. I really did. And then this guy goes down with an injury. And, obviously, he was the whole team. Youngest guy to ever win the MVP award. And um, they ran into the Heat. They did, but I still think they could have beat the Heat. I really do. I really think that there was a chance that they could have beat the Heat with a healthy Derrick Rose. I do. At, at one point. I mean, obviously, the Heat came with, with – a guy that we talked about being on the list in Dwayne Wade, a Chicago guy who.
1: That was sarcasm of him being on the list. Just so, just so we're clear. I said, we just talked
2: about it. It was just a conversation. It came up and left.
1: It was guys that have worn the Jersey, not what they did for the team. In that Um, case, Patrick Ewing would be on the magic list.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I, I was in awe of how good this guy was and the potential that he had to be. Mm -hmm. Um, this one is more of a um, a personal pick uh, because I really think that the the you take out the injuries and when it's all said and done, he's probably rivaling number two for supremacy on who's the best bull of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, my top two Chicago Bulls of all time, number two, John Paxson. You both just looked at me like you're like yeah. You're I know right. you're joking. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, you're right. Steve Kerr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, if he doesn't hit that shot in ninety seven. Right. Notice
2: I've said two guys that both hit shots to win games. Yep. Um,
1: but no. Obviously,
2: this is not a one A or a one B. Um, I don't think there's any other answer here. I, I I can't think that either one of your all's lists are gonna be different at these top two spots.
1: Chances are probably not.
2: Um, number two, 33. Jersey and the Raptors, Scottie Pippen. Yep. The first LeBron.
1: The greatest trade traded draft pick in Chicago Bulls history.
2: Yes. The, no doubt. Got, oh, no it, doubt. Imagine, and I want you guys to know this. So Scottie Pippen was drafted by the Sonics. Mm-hmm. Imagine that he never goes to the Bulls and Scottie Pippen's playing with Sean Kemp and Gary Payton.
1: And Sam Perkins.
2: And Sam Perkins and Detlef Schrempf. <laughs> Schrempf. Uh, who, who that that team? series obviously would have took a huge turn.
1: <laughs> yeah, man.
2: And we could be talking about the Sonics as being one of the greatest franchises in the history of basketball.
1: Your other point, too, is think about 95. If there's that phantom foul call against the Knicks, Scottie Pippen might be going to the championship. championship right. yeah, yeah, with an MVP.
2: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: he should have been MVP that yes, year. He, he was incredible. Yeah, he was, was um,
2: real. I don't think that there were – I don't need to put Scottie Pippen's stats up to tell you the relevance no. and the importance that he was to the Bulls. I mean, he was literally like Mr. Do-It-All. If you ever watched the dynamic of how that team was built, it was Jordan's going to go out and score, Pippen's going to do everything else, they're all going to play defense, and that's how we're going to win basketball games. And it worked to perfection.
1: Absolutely.
3: It
2: really did. Pippen guarded the number one guy almost every night. Uh, Sometimes where it gave Jordan a break on defense. I think everybody thinks about how great Jordan was, and he was this – you know all-time defender but it was Pippen that was guarding the guy's best players. Yep. Um I don't know if people realize that in that finals against the Lakers like they had to make a switch and they put Pippen on Magic because of his height and that completely changed the series to where you know Magic dominated the first game and then Pippen guarded Magic and it was a, it was a done deal after that. Um I've argued and said that Pippen might be the one guy that could probably put LeBron on some skates to the point where LeBron would have a hard time in this era scoring because of how long and lanky he is, and he was a lot stronger than people gave him credit for and how fast he was, and he was just a smart basketball player. And I really, truly think that if Pippen had a career in his prime without Jordan that he's probably a guy that we're talking about that's maybe top ten in scoring. Um, But like I said, he took a backseat and played a role that fit him, which made him who he was to this day. And, you know, we can all stand and talk about, like I said, the year that Jordan did not play. Um,
1: he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. unbelievable.
2: Yeah. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, there were games where you look at Pippen's stat line, and not necessarily triple-doubles, but it was across the board. You know, 18 to 20 points, 10 to 12 rebounds, 8 or 9 assists. Two or
1: three, three steals. Three
2: blocks, three steals. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, the stat line this guy would put up in games. Absolutely. And I don't think people – understood how important he was to that bulls team i agree yeah man and then number one my all-time.
0: all time right, hold on can we can we just agree that all of our number ones are the same yes <laughs> okay, So <let's, laughs> one and two are let's, the same let's, let's, let's do this let's leave number one we'll all have we'll all have a discussion after everybody says they're 10 through 2. Okay, cuz we cuz we all have cuz we all have something different well, to say about number
1: 1. I say we all have one and two the same. I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: listen to this. And and I, and I I don't think this is something we're going to be able to do with every team. No. To no, where we're going to have a clear cut number 1. Wait till we get to the Lakers cuz that's yeah. going to be fun. That, yeah. yeah. So, everybody knows who number 1 is. I will stop talking. Yeah, let's let's And I am going to turn this session. over to producer Tim. Perfect. And yeah. let him talk about his top. Because one and two are the same. I want to see how would... different his list is. Than yeah, mine. I, yeah
1: I, it's absolutely. not significantly different, but there are some. Um, and I, I, actually, I'm really glad we did this. So, since Josh got honorable mentions,
0: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I uh, honorable mentions is new to the list. So let we yeah, let's, I, I, let's, let's get it. I can't
1: talk about the era of the Bulls in the '90s, that especially that last repeat, without mentioning how important Tony Kukoc was absolutely. for them. Kind absolutely. Kind of, you know, because that 72 win team, their starters were great. But Tony Kukoc ran the bench mob, him and Kerr. Yep. So, like, that run, because of those two kind of giving Jordan – and not that Jordan Pippen took breaks because they played, like, 45 minutes a game in the finals, but giving those guys extra scores, spreading the floor for those guys to give them lanes. Um, Coach has definitely got to be one of my honorable mentions. Yep.
2: Just to let you know that Coach would have been my honorable, honorable mention behind. I had so many <laughs> dude like
1: – because I was like, no, I did the same thing. So I was like, man, I've got to have, like – you know, I, I've joked about Ben Gordon a couple times. I'm like, he was great. Yeah. I'm like, man, um, you know, friggin' Kerr, Paxson. Those guys did so much for the Bulls. There's so many guys. But um, my list starts with Reggie Theus. So, Mr. Just Let Your Soul Glow. Just Let it Sign Himself.
3: Oh. oh, so silk smooth. Just let it shine through. Hey,
2: just in case you guys know that Coming to America is actually my all-time favorite movie.
1: Dude, same. Oh, same. My all-time favorite comedy film ever. So for Theus, this was really... He was a six-seven point guard. And that was like the first you saw that because Reggie Theus was in the League for Magic Johnson. Absolutely. Um, you know, but he scored like a 2. But his defensive ability, he was really the first two-way point guard that was like that good because I know everyone's going to be like, what about Oscar Robs?" And Oscar Robs was a one-way... Oh, it was a one-way guard. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Um, But everything that Reggie Theus did when there's this pre... Jordan, you know, he was the point guard for a few years with Artist Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, taken second overall, was second rookie of the year, went to an all, a couple all star games. So, and also Jerry Curl.
0: Oh, and a phenomenal actor. If you've not seen him in some of his TV shows, yeah. Reggie Theus can do it.
1: Yeah. Number nine, Jimmy Butler.
0: Jimmy Buckets.
1: My favorite bull in the post Big Three era. Um, I think. The, you know, everything Josh said. So, it's it's it's. I'm just going to echo, basically, yeah. the defensive ability, the fact he made himself. He was the last pick in the first round, which is always a flyer. And he made himself the guy. When Derrick Rose got hurt, it wasn't Joe. It wasn't Luwall, It was him. Yep. Luwall would be an honorable mention, too. What about we, Taj Gibson? I love Taj, but no. <laughs> uh, my number eight, although his number is retired in the Raptors, is Jerry Sloan. Okay. I think, you know again, Josh and I have a lot of similar players just in different spots, but I'll say the same things he did. The original Chicago bull, the first guy to get his Jersey in the rafters, um, you know, really set the foundation of the culture, Chicago bulls basketball, my seventh horse grant, because the first three Pete, he was kind of the bruiser. Yeah, He was the, we mentioned the 91 finals. He's the one to take care of James worthy. Yep. You know, great. he was the one that would Elton Campbell came in. He had to keep him off the block. Mm-hmm. So Ho grants there. Um, that's just kind of like my big one. Joe was my sixth mm-hmm. defense player of the year. Um, I don't think people remember he had to change his attitude a lot in Chicago. Yeah. His rookie year, the players suspended him from yeah. the team. Not the organization, not the coaches, the, the players. players. Yeah. And he changed his attitude. He became the heart and soul of the Chicago Bulls. He made them that blue-collar team that they were. So I'm going to stick with Noah. Dennis Rodman is my next one. Um, Rodman to me, the 15.3 rebounds a game in his three years with the Bulls. You know, like you know, like Josh said, they put him and Pippen on Karl Malone, and that stopped Karl Malone in a couple finals. Yep. Never will I ever forget the 96-54 NBA Finals game in '97 oh, yeah. when every Bull scored. Scored. Yep. That was yep. crazy. Um, I also had a tie, but mine was Bob Love and Derrick Rose for that next spot. Before I got to the twos and ones that we're going to talk about, Um, you know Bob Love obviously is a Chicago Bulls legend. Yep, no no one like him. And Rose is a favorite pick. Rose was the guy that brought the Chicago Bulls back. That his rookie year when they played against the Celtics and that in the playoffs and they were the eight and they were the Celtics were the one took them seven games. He was incredible. Rondo was also incredible because like, Rondo had to step his game up to compete with Rose in that series, um, and they just went at it. Rose broke the rookie scoring record, I think, in a playoff game in that series. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, he was the most since Kareem. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, of course, 2 and one will be discussed a little, little bit. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, can I add something real quick? Sure, absolutely. We talked about Dennis Robin. I want people to understand how great this guy was um, at what he did. So – Everybody knows him as being a bad boy in Detroit. And everybody said he was kind of down when he went to San Antonio. Um, I don't know if we remember that. So Dennis Rodman led the league in rebounds eight years in a row. Mm -hmm. The last two years with Detroit, he averaged 19 rebounds a game one year and 18 rebounds a game one year. Then he went to... Um San Antonio, he averaged 17 rebounds a game. Oh, yeah. Then he went to the Bulls. So now everybody's saying he's washed up. With the Bulls, he averaged 15 and a half rebounds a game, which I know it was a small sample size, but actually had better stats than he did when he was in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. This goes to show you how important it was that yeah. when a guy is committed to a craft, like how good you can be at it. Like he made a career off of playing defensive rebound and where most guys yep. are like, I want to score. I want to score. Mello. Um, <laughs> he made a career off of doing something nobody wanted to do. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of the theme we're seeing in this Bulls yeah. list compared to other teams. Yeah. The Pippins, the Rodmans, the Butlers, the Noah's, you know, and, like and, yeah, and that's kinda of hard nosed defenders. Yeah,
0: that's kind of what I base my list off of. Um because when you think when I think of the Bulls being a Pacers fan.
2: I was I about just, to say this has to kinda of hurt you a little it, bit. It does. Because we've
0: kept you from the finals. It hurts, it hurts me a lot. But the reason why the reason why you love the Bulls all those years is that they were always just so tough-minded. They always had guys that were kind of grinders, guys that would you know they were physical. I mean, I just think about Joe Kim Noah. I mean, people say what you want about Joe Kim Noah. That guy was about as physical as they come, um, and he was he was a guy that kind of set there tone when he was on the floor like he set their tone their pace we always say that about draymond green with the warriors like draymond is the guy that set the tone for those warrior teams. Yeah. now of course they had shooters and curry and but draymond was the guy that set the tone he was their energy guy he and that's what noah gave those guys no one gonna give you a ton of points but he was going to rebound he was going to defend and he was going to defend his teammates and that's what made him so good um all right so let me go into my list and like I said, I am not a Bulls aficionado. I, you know, lightweight. I don't hate the Bulls, but, you know, they've, they've stopped my team from a lot of successes. Um, so I'm going to go into my list. And all these guys have, you've heard before, so I won't go into.
1: Definitely kept the 98 championship from you guys because yeah. you guys would have smoked Utah. Yeah, we would have
0: killed Utah. No doubt about it. Um, so honorable mention, um, for me, Ben Gordon. Um I remember those years, whole when they were calling him Ben Jordan, and that guy was getting buckets. And, that forty-two percent from 42 percent. <laughs> they like, yeah. So he's my honorable mention. Coup coach honorable mention. Theus for me honorable mention. Um, but those three, I think you know, could have made the list. Any uh, you know, th- those guys are sure. are Bulls legends. You know what I mean? Um, for me, number ten, Horse Grant, um, anchor of the first three Pete. Um, a defensive stopper, like we talked about before, they put him on Worthy in that Lakers series, and, and he did a phenomenal job. Um, Tough minded rebounder, defender. Um, he, he's a guy that, that kind of set the tone for that first three, Pete. Uh, number nine, Jimmy Butler. I just love Jimmy Butler's story. Um, to go from being homeless in high school to being the last pick to watching him now be a leader. Um, a defender, even with those Bulls teams, like you said, when you know when Rose went down, he's the guy that stepped up, um, and he, you know, he's one of those guys. Once again, tough-minded individual, plays defense. Um, you know, he's not up for the soft stuff. Um, I, I, Jimmy Butler's one of my
1: favorite players.
2: Another Chicago kid that got Another to play Chicago for his kid. hometown. Absolutely. Butler's from Houston. Well, Marquette. I'm talking talk about the ties. Man. Oh,
1: okay. I was like, huh? <laughs> talking about the ties. I'm talking about the ties,
2: man. Marquette. You know, the school there gets to come
0: back. Okay, that I understand. Okay. Okay, Okay. (laughs) I was like,
1: huh? Um,
0: Number eight for me, Joakim Noah. Um, Like I already said, my love for Noah. I like him. He's a hustler grinder. He's the guy that set the tone for that team.
1: And every team that didn't have him hated Hated him. him.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And it's just like, like I said, just like Draymond. If Draymond's not on your team, you're not a fan of Draymond. But he's the guy that sets the tone for everybody, and Joe Kimno was that guy. Um, number si- or number six for me. There's seven. My bad. Seven for me. Derrick Rose. Um, I think I, that's the one guy. I think him and Penny uh, and Grant Hill, those
2: three. Like if those guys could have stayed healthy.
1: Mine's, yeah, I have them in T Mac. I actually,
2: yeah. I actually think we should add that to the list of shows that we do. Yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. Um,
0: but he's another guy, man. If he stays healthy, um, he just would have – I think he he was that guy that he, – he's one of the guys that carried that Jordan, like, feel to him. Like, when he walked into a building, you knew of his ability, his capability, um, his way of being able to get to the basket, score, um, defend. Um, and it really sucks that he got – injured the way he did um but Derek rose right there on that list for me is right there so number six dennis Rodman, rodzilla <laughs> <laughs> um what can i say that hardly been said about Rodman? i mean yeah guys he was amazing uh very to me underappreciated um but just an amazing talent uh, number five, Gilmore. Um. Needs to be in the rafters. It's ridiculous that they don't put him in the rafters. Um, guy is an all-time legend. Number four for me, Van Leer. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I put I put Van Leer there. Um, you know, his stint with the Bulls. He was an all-star, a great player. Um, number three for me was Bob Love. Um, Love had some phenomenal years, all-star years with the Bulls. Um, and then, of course, our two and one are the same. Yeah. Um, so I want to start off with you, Josh. You explained a little bit about Pippen, but I want to hear from you. You're number one. And, of course, you're going to have your explanation. Tim will have his, and I'll have mine. Okay, but you're so, number
2: one. So, obviously, I talked about number two. You, you already said you're number two. Tim said his number two. So, number one, I had um, a guy on the list. His name is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Not really sure. Ever heard of him? If a lot of guys know who he is. Um, wasn't really uh, that big coming out of college. Related to Montel Jordan? Um, <laughs> this is how we do <laughs> it. <laughs> Who's that guy? Um, who, we could have another discussion about this. Tim, Tim's the only guy that I know that I think has a – has an argument that thinks that there's somebody else that should be considered in this, in this conversation. But not only do I think that he's the greatest bull of all time, I think that he's the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Mm. Um, And I don't even Mm. think about that, about him on the court. I think about, he's the biggest icon that's ever been associated with the brand of the NBA. It's accurate. Almost Uh, to the point where I think the logo should be changed to him because I think he meant that much to the NBA. I think there was a point where the NBA was going to start going downhill, and Jordan was actually the guy who kind of rejuvenated it and brought it back to its prominence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say this:
0: the NBA was a little concerned, you know, with Magic was you know getting older, Bird was coming through some injuries, um, and they were looking for another star, and, and
3: Jordan was. In. If
2: you guys ever, I, there's people out there who think Jordan was groomed to be the next NBA star. They think that they kind of geared the game around him. I don't think people understand the work ethic and the the ass killer assassin mentality that this guy had. Somebody it, call it psychopathicness
1: just, when it <laughs> came to just
2: winning in general. And people always knock Jordan, saying, "Oh, well, you know, he he beat all those good teams when they were getting old." And and guys, listen, when you grow up and you're watching a game. And the game has changed from back when I was growing up until now. You know, it was really, really, really physical back in the '80s and '90s, mm-hmm. um, and, and they've went away from that. There's been rules that have changed it, but like when hand you hand checking specifically, when you could mm-hmm. physically beat a guy up in a game, and all it got called was a personal foul, and that was actually allowed. Mm-hmm. And then because a guy was so dominant, you had to change the way you played the game. And actually made up a set of rules to beat him. One guy. We're talking about one. We're not even talking about a team. We're talking mm-hmm. about one guy. And that guy was so beat up and battered that he went and added muscle and went into the gym for an entire summer and made his game better to come back and beat that team. That just goes to show you how much of an assassin mm-hmm. this guy was when he played. Not to mention points per game, he's the all-time leader. Um he's not the leader when it comes to championships or MVPs, but like when you look at how he dominated his era versus some other players, it's almost a no-brainer to me that when you roll up the accolades, the achievements, the championships, the the stat line, the resume, and then you, Mm -hmm. yeah, you still got me in my hoodie, Mm -hmm. Um, and you add in what he did for the global icon of what I would call the NBA. He's the one that really made the game global. Yeah. Um, you look at the 92 dream team and like how that team kind of came apart, but then you add in things like, I always use this as an argument, you add in things like the shoe brand, mm-hmm. um, how he made the shoe brand game relevant again with Nike. Um, you add in all the big time commercials that he did, the space jam, the movie. Uh, and then like, I always go to this, um,
1: do you remember Chaos in the Windy City, the video game?
2: Yes. <laughs> Jordan versus Bird. Um, I mean, this guy was so big that he wasn't even allowed to be on video games with when other guys were on the game. You could look at, like, Bulls versus Blazers or, like, those games back in EA Sports. Like, Jordan wasn't even a real name on the game. Like, it was, like, Bulls number 23.
1: NBA Live 95, the only way you could have him is if you put his name in as creative player. It would give him all his attributes.
0: I do remember that. that that's I how that.
2: that's how big this guy was. And then, like, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with this because I want you guys to have time to talk. Um, anytime somebody starts arguing with me about Michael Jordan, I always throw out the the theme song from the Gatorade commercial. Sometimes I dream.
1: Mm-hmm. That I got this. Sh- I've got two pair of those shoes in the closet. So this like guy, Mike's? hey, yeah. this guy made
2: everybody want to drink Gatorade, man. I mean, and he had his own theme song, like Mike. If I could be like Mike. I don't think anybody else has ever had that. Like, that's how much he pulled and gravitated people to the likeliness of the NBA. And now it is 2019.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: This man owns a basketball team. Sort of. I I, I don't really know if he owns He sold know a little he, bit of the stake, but he's still majority yeah, I don't know owner. Still majority, I don't know what he does. I don't know what player. he does, but he's technically majority owner. Yeah, I don't know what he does there. It um, doesn't scale. He still has, if if I can't pull up the stats, but I, I still think he might have the number one shoe selling brand in Nike. It's with not Jordan. Close. It is. And it's not even close. Yeah. How you can still be that relevant after all these years says a lot about this man's uh, career with the, um, and his legacy that he left in the game of basketball itself. So I would like to one day have this debate with Tim producer Tim on a show and I'm sure that's gonna be like a two-man hour long conversation because we were talking one day about who our top five favorite players and our top five players in the NBA was and producer Tim had a one a and a 1b and I almost smacked him through the phone but um <laughs> I understand where he's coming from and I get why and funny our conversation actually started turning into numbers which was was hilarious um but uh that is why he's my number one bull Uh, that it's not even close. Like him and Pippen are such a large gap between two and one. Yeah. I don't even know if there's that big of a gap in some of these other teams we're going to talk about, but that gap is by far the largest gap um, when it comes to uh, teams. And, you know, I'm near and dear. Like Michael Jordan is actually the reason that I started loving basketball. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's 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 a lot of sentimental stuff in there as well. But like I said, I think his play on the court kind of spoke for itself. I would agree.
1: Yeah. So first off, my one A one B is no way, shape, or form, and is disrespect. I know it's right. not. So like those those two to me, I don't think anyone's revolutionized the game. Those two have. So that's where my are my case is with that. Gotcha. So, but yes, MJ is you know everything you said. Um, but even going back to the college days in North Carolina, you know, hitting that shot against Georgetown, like that's that. It's very rare you see that start with a college player. Like, that brand, that movement where, like, shoe companies were just waiting for him to go to the draft so they could sign him.
2: Well, you know, his legacy started with him getting cut off of his varsity team. Right. That's, that's where it starts.
1: The most boss move of all time is him inviting his coach and the guy he got picked over to his Hall of Fame speech to say, yeah. look at me now. Yep. Love it. That's Jordan. That is Jordan. Um, but to me, too, it's, you know, everything Josh said, it's... How much he revolutionized basketball. I mean, the most popular minor league baseball player of all time. He played one year of minor league baseball. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the six championships. It's the putting the muscle on because the Pistons kept beating him up. It's the how many great NBA players he stopped from winning championships. You know, Barkley ran into him. Couldn't win. Clyde Drexler ran into him. Didn't win one. You know what I mean? Like, Cam, Payton. Malone, Malone, Stockton, Stockton. you know, Clifford, Big Dog, Robinson, like, and we're not even talking about the teams in the East that you stopped. Yeah. From, you know. Hey, I
2: I looked it up, Ben. You know that they only played in the playoffs one time, and it was in the 98 98 finals. That was it.
1: Also, go back and watch the finals, the Easter cross finals. It was fantastic. Jalen Rose is awesome in that series. Yeah. But, you know, it's also just like, You know, like Josh said, the idea of like the brand of Jordan, how it's still relevant. I mean, if I remember correctly, I think at one point Mitchell and Ness's top two selling jerseys were 23 bulls and 45 bulls. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they made a 12 for the one time his jersey got stolen, I'm sure they'd make a lot of money on that. But it's the fact that like I don't think, and this is no discredit to the LeBrons, the Kevin Durants, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds. I don't know if there's one franchise in sports, maybe besides the Seattle Mariners depend more on one guy to distinguish their legacy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So even the Cavs, like, yeah, it's LeBron, but like
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? So
1: yeah. in Seattle it's it's one player. You know, for the Mariners it's one player. Yeah. For the Bulls there's one guy that their legacy lives off of one guy.
2: That's yeah. Who inducted Michael Jordan to the Hall of Fame?
1: Was it Amar Shad?
2: It was uh I was just trying. I, I, it's funny. I watched that speech a thousand times, and I can't. I thought dude, it I think, was a mom, I think it was a mod Rashad, you ever remember like the camaraderie?
0: Yeah, those two inside guys stuff had, was man, so cool. I loved stuff. inside stuff. Yeah, because he got weekly interviews with Jordan. Like he's like, "Hey, I'm with Michael and riding around his Ferrari." You're like, "Who gets to ride around with Michael Jordan in his Ferrari?" I remember or he did that one off the back of off his back deck where Jordan threw that ball sixty yard football <laughs> yeah. to sixty yards. Like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, honestly, I, I can't add any more to to what you guys have said. You guys, the two resident Bulls fans. Um, of course, everybody loved Michael Jordan. I know. I mean, I was a Pacers fan, but gosh, I had Michael Jordan posters all over my room. I mean, it, uh, the guy was an icon. Tell him about your shoes, um, son. Oh, Tell yeah. him about your basketball had, shoes, son. Jordan, you know, had some Jordans. I played <laughs> in basketball in all the time. Ow. Um, I did, but they were the, the eighteens, baby. Eighteen. They were the most comfortable basketball shoe I've ever worn. Um, but yeah, I mean, icon, legend. The guy revolutionized the shoe game. He revolutionized basketball. Uh, he made. He's the first guy I remember linking basketball and pop culture, like as far as like Space Jam, the shoes, everybody wearing Bull Starter jackets, the hats, the backwards hats. Um, I think you know, they're the
1: second most profitable franchise in the NBA still. Yeah. Besides the Lakers.
0: Yeah. So, I mean. And the Knicks. And, yeah. Yeah. Which is odd, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, just his impact on culture uh, and, you know, his shoes and his brand. I mean, it, there's not more that you can say about a guy that's really had that kind of impact. Not only on a basketball court, but off the basketball court with being a majority owner.
2: Um, you know, all the things he does for his
0: nonprofits and, and, you know, I wanted like to touch on that
2: um, you know. real quick, Ben is, you know, LeBron has, has been known. I mean, the guy, what LeBron does in the, and I know we're not even talking about LeBron, but what he does in the, in the community, like all the things he's done up to this point is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how much Jordan does in the community because it's not talked about. No, he really, Tim's looking at me like I'm crazy, but like he donates tons of money, um, Even back in Chicago, like if you were to pull up the list of things that Jordan does that goes goes unnoticed, you would think of Jordan as a guy who doesn't care about what's going on. And you always hear people talk about how like um, his shoes cause all these controversies with people like fighting and things like that. You turn around and look at, like, him building hospitals and, That's fair. Um, you know, donating money to the city of Chicago for X, Y, and Z and Charlotte, uh, when they just Charlotte and things yeah. like that. So, I don't I, – I think that goes a little unnoticed. Um, and, like, even the look on your face just now, I think if you were to go back and, like, pull up, like, all the, contribu- you know, the contributions that Jordan has made over his years, like, you would probably be a little shocked about the amount of things that he's done versus the reality of things that what people actually think he does. Yeah. Fair. I would agree with that. I Fair. would agree with that. Can I touch on Pippen real quick?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I will say that as you guys know, my two favorite players, you know, the ninety four, the ninety five Eastern Conference Finals is how I started watching basketball. Mm-hmm. That's how I fell in love with Penny Hardaway. That's how I fell in love with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Um Pippen was really one of like at that era, you know, I've heard Denzel Washington say this before about the LeBron Jordan debate is yeah, LeBron had Wade but Wade didn't guard all five positions. Right. That's what Scottie Pippen did for Michael Jordan, like Josh said earlier. And I think when you look at it too, like how many guys in that era were guarding all five positions? Right. Magic, Bird, Pippen. Yeah. I think that's really it. Yeah. Julius Irving wasn't. No. You know what I mean? Like James Worthy wasn't.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, Scottie Pippen was a special breed. Yeah, he was.
1: Um, he was a dog. You he know. was.
0: He was a dog. And, and I think that, um, I mean, he's not a guy that I don't think gets credit. Um, I just don't think people understand, um, what what he was able to do on the basketball court made Michael Jordan's life so much easier. Scottie Pippen
1: maybe is the twenty fifth greatest player of all time, and I still what, feel like he's underrated. But right, what, what
2: people yeah. don't what people don't give Jordan credit for. Is Jordan made Pippen? Jordan is the reason Pippen is who he was. Like go back and talk to Pippen, and like you see the interviews, and they're like, oh yeah, they're like Jordan used to make me stay after practice, and we would play one on one for hours. Mm-hmm. And he and I know Jordan did that because he knew how great Pippen could be. Yeah, and he also realized. The, the skill set that Pippen handed, it was going to make them both better.
1: My all time favorite Jordan Pippen story is the 92 Dream Team when they play against Tony Kukoc and they're oh, fighting. Him? And they're, they're fighting, fight, fighting they, over they it. Yeah.
2: That,
3: man, they
2: put that guy through the ringer, man. Yeah. He almost didn't come to the NBA because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He almost didn't make it. That's almost as bad as my man getting dunked on by Vince Carter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. They made they made Kukoc's life miserable. Um, but yeah, um, Pippen, um, it's weird to say that. You're right, Tim. Top twenty five player that's still underrated. Like yeah. I don't think people realized how how dominant he was on all aspects of the game.
1: Look at how bad that Blazers team needed him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it That was, one year um, in Houston was weird, but Yeah, that was yeah with
1: Clyde and Barkley yeah, was, and Hakeem. And
0: those guys are all old and you know Yeah. And yeah, it was really But crazy. I always
1: laugh Barkley like bitches about all these guys getting together and I'm like, Yeah, dude, you played with those dudes. Right.
0: But he all his excuses that we were all old and out of shape by then. I'm like, well, you still are all Hall of Famers,
1: yeah. And you guys all still had a pretty deep still had a pretty deep yeah. playoff run, yeah. yeah.
0: You were pretty, yeah. So,
1: yeah, man. Um, that was yeah, fun. that
0: this this list thing is gonna be, this show is gonna be phenomenal because we're gonna get to discuss all kinds of good teams. And there's there's the cool part about it is is that there are gonna be some stacked teams. Um where we're gonna leave guys off the list and people are gonna be like, How could you leave that guy off the list?
1: Oh my god, I'm um, scared to do the Lakers episode. Yeah,
0: the Lakers episode. That may be that may be episode number two because we might as well it's like ripping the band-aid off. You might as well go ahead and get it off quick. Yeah. Because the Celtics one will be a bitch too. Yeah. I mean, so um I'm looking forward to this. I love I love this concept. I'm we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but you guys debate with us, man. We're gonna put this. We're gonna post these on our Twitters and Instagrams. Yeah, we'll all put our list down. We want to see where you guys put these guys or who should be in, who should be out. You're you're crazy. You, why'd you put that guy in? We want to debate. Instagram, Twitter at Forty Eight Minutes Network N T W R K um, are our handles. Uh, make sure you come and hit us up. Um, Five star review us, man. Let us know what you think about the show, the list, um, and we will talk to you guys soon. You guys have a good one.
1: See ya.